This is Aesthetically Trained, the podcast. Pushing you to year-on-year progression. With your host, Ross McKinley. Yo, Ross McKinley, Aesthetically Trained, the podcast. What better way to kick off season two in Costa Rica? Current coach, friend, Rick, welcome. Great to be here with you, man. I am here for a number of reasons. Now, most of you are probably tuning in because you want to hear about ayahuasca, you want to hear about what mad trip I've been on. But first, I think it's important to know why I've come to Costa Rica in the first place. And then Rick's going to help a break down ayahuasca and a little bit around that. I've wanted to improve this year. One of my biggest goals has been to, as always, work on myself, but specifically emotional intelligence, make myself a better coach, better person, my relationships. And during my time working with Thick the last three months, it come up that I had the opportunity to come to Costa Rica to spend some time with them. And ultimately, what you're probably here for, as I keep saying, to do ayahuasca and to try plant medicine. And um, so this episode is going to be two parts. The first part, we're going to run through exactly that journey, what's happened, what we've done, what we've learned, give you all the terms and everything that you want to know. And then in part two, we're going to talk a little bit more about Rick, his coaching, how he's helping me. It's going to be sick. So, Rick. Let's do it. Ayahuasca. Uh-huh. Break down for the people. Where do we start? Okay. Well, let's start with looking at what ayahuasca is. So we were drinking with the Colombian tradition. So this is a plant medicine and it's been used for over 5,000 years. Yep. And the tradition that we were drinking with, there's been a lineage in which the tradition has been passed down orally from teacher to student, from teacher to student, so on and so forth. So we were drinking with the Ingan tradition out of the Siona from Colombia. And that tradition has been passed down, as I say, for 5,000 years. And essentially, it's the, the mix of two plants from the Amazon. The first one is Chacruna, and the second one is the Yahe ayahuasca vine. Yes. Those two plants are combined together, and they're brewed down over days and days until it creates this mix, this medicine, called ayahuasca, or called Yahe in the Colombian tradition. And what's incredible, and they don't quite know how they discovered this, but there are 80,000 plant species in the Amazon, of which there are subspecies, there are literally millions of plants in the Amazon. And it's the specific combination of these two plants that create the effects of the medicine. So in one of the plants contains the DMT. People might have heard of DMT being used. And the second one creates is what called is an MOAI inhibitor. So that inhibits the necessary components for the DMT to be absorbed, which creates the experience itself. So that's essentially the nut and bolts of what ayahuasca is. So for me and for sure some of you listening and watching on YouTube, I heard about ayahuasca, DMT, all these things, like many people, very mainstream, Joe Rogan, people like that talking about it. Will Smith or Tony yeah, Robbins. Yeah, and it's getting bigger and bigger. And for me, the main reason, I always want to, to push and want to be better. I'm very comfortable being uncomfortable in the gym. Mm. That's my thing. Mm. Challenges, squats, deadlifts, all the stupid stuff I've done, running 35 mile, I love it. Mm. But in life and in everything, and what I'm preaching is to get out of your comfort zone in different ways. For me, the gym is easy. It's my life, it's my passion, I would expect it to be so. This was something what I thought would help us, specifically on the things I mentioned earlier, my emotional intelligence, my own personal journey, my relationships, and something else that I was very, very intrigued by. Mm. People talk about expanding consciousness, healing trauma, 
just making you generally feel mint. Like it's just a completely different and ultimately it was an experience that I was really excited to have and to kind of use as a tool to, to aid my growth essentially. And I think that's why a lot of people are interested in it. I don't think it's the answer. I don't think it's the only way, but it was just another tool and something that I could throw myself into that I was a little bit nervous about. And then hopefully what we're going to talk about, grow from it. So what would you say, Rick, in terms of who who is ayahuasca for if you like is that even a thing is it a question that people listening now they may be thinking is it something i should go and do mm. you know why do we do it what for you what is that i've mentioned why it is for me mm. i think for me it's it started out different to what it what it means to me now at first it was a lot about my kind of my own healing similar to yourself you know i was in the fitness industry in the past and I was also looking to improve my relationships. I could see that there were certain behaviors that I was doing in life in relationships and other areas that weren't necessarily serving me. You know, I would have, have specific arguments or I would be you know, having a conversation with a partner or a friend and I would be triggered by the situation and I would, I would react versus respond. Now, when there's a reaction there, it means that you're like pressing on a wound yep. and you're getting like a knee-jerk response to that. Yep. So that, that trigger is actually an invitation that there's something deeper going on there. Because yeah. if I said to you, Ross, you've got green hair, you wouldn't give a monkeys, would you? Yeah. You wouldn't care about it. No. But if I said something to you that was specific, and normally your partner or your good friends know how to get right in there and twist it. Yeah. And that's what creates the reaction. So underneath that reaction, there's something going on deeper. Yeah. And I wanted to be free of those reactions so I could show up more fully in my life. Yes for my relationships, for my friends and my business and these types of things. And ayahuasca then become a tool for me to become more conscious and more aware of some of these, the roots of some of these behaviors. Because at the, the top level, we've got behavior. Yeah. Then we have the stories that we tell ourselves. Yeah. So like for some people in the gym, that might be, you know, the behavior is not going to the gym. The story I tell myself is I can't lose weight. Yeah. Or um, I've got a slow metabolism, I've got a fat metabolism. I'm sure everyone's heard these types yeah. of things. Sure. Underneath that is a belief. There's beliefs and emotions that are tied to that, which come from experience. So that person might have had an experience when they were younger. That might have been they were bullied. Some people who actually put weight on do that as a protective mechanism in order to feel safe. Because what most human beings want, which we spoke about in the last few days, is they really want two things. They want to feel safe. And they want to feel connected, loved. Yeah. They're essentially at the root of everything. So some people create protection mechanisms to keep themselves safe. For me, for example, when I was you know, 230 pounds competing, a lot of what was driving me in the gym was actually to keep myself safe. You know, I put on that muscle because what happened when I was a child, I didn't feel safe. So that me putting on that size, there's nothing wrong with it, but that was a way of me staying safe. Just like, you know, learning martial arts is another way to keep yourself safe. It's awesome. It's brilliant. But I wanted to create more freedom or the opportunity with ayahuasca is to create more internal freedom so that you can have a better experience in your life and relationships, essentially. Perfect. Does that make sense? Perfect. So next question. Talked about a little bit about why, why we wanted to go, that we wanted to grow for both of us, why maybe People need it in terms of connection, in terms of being more present, mm. going all in, which mm. funny enough was my intention, which we'll get on to in a minute. What exactly did we do? So where did we go? How long did it take? Mm -hmm. Talk us through a little bit of an overview. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice. So we, we obviously were out in Costa Rica. We traveled 
about two hours up into the mountains, yeah. into the jungle. And yeah, we went to uh, two of the students of Taito Juanita. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a documentary, if anyone wants to know more about ayahuasca in this specific tradition. Yeah, the, the medicine. Doc- the medicine. The medicine is yeah. the documentary. It's a really good documentary. And we were drinking with two of his top students who had basically got a, a kind of small retreat center in the middle of the jungle. Yeah. Michael and Gabe, they were fantastic. Yeah, they were great. Really good guys. Um, so that's where we were. And yeah, we went down there for two nights. We had time for integration. We spent time in nature. Spent time down by the river. And yeah, Gabe, Gabe showed us around his garden. He's, yeah. he, you know, he's uh, grown a lot of his own food and fruit and vegetables and these types of things on the, on the property. He showed us around that, and yeah, it was just a, it was just a beautiful few days. How was it? How was it for you? So we had, we went. It was, I didn't know what to expect. Mm. I think from my point of view, I tried to really go in with no expectations other than to go all into it. Like mm. I was just like, whatever, whatever comes up, I just wanted to be present to enjoy it. I haven't been on my phone for like five days. Like I, I stopped using my phone the day before. I was completely present. I didn't wear my watch. I just wanted to be in the moment and not be checking the time, thinking when's it going to end, when's it going to start. I try to just do everything that I could. The setting, people said it was before with these things, that the setting is really key. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I want to encourage everyone if you're thinking about doing this in the future. I can't say for sure whether you should or shouldn't, but the setting and doing it with professionals. So mm-hmm. these are literally legitimately two of the best people. Rick, kind enough, coaching me, found, the, found these guys, these are the best. That made you feel safe right away, mm-hmm. which I think that safety and that support was a big thing for you to fully let go. Mm-hmm. Something else that we had to do in terms of both of were and the different, I, I'm happy to share my intention with you, but we had to set an intention for each day, each night. So that meant that we had an idea or a question or something that we wanted help on from ayahuasca, from the, the mother nature or from however you want to relate, relate to that energy. Um, mine personally was going all in. So it was a case of letting go of the past, not necessarily in a negative way, but just in each moment just felt like there was something maybe where I kind of knew sometimes what I should be doing in certain situations, whether it was relationships, business, in life, and I just wanted to be more present, mm-hmm. more more passionate. Passion and presence is something mm-hmm. we say all the time, me and you, when we're talking about my, my work with you. It's going all in everything I'm doing, enjoying it, loving it, being present in the moment, and being able to do that repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, not just in the situations where I'm comfortable. The gym for me is very easy, but can I do it on my social media content consistently? Mm-hmm. Can I maybe do it where in a relationship where I'm finding it difficult, can I think instead of shying away and being maybe more avoidant, mm-hmm. can I address it, but in a passionate way, in a present way, not mm-hmm. just for doing it sake. Like, can I try to do the best for myself and for the people that I love? Mm-hmm. And this was really another tool for that and to, to help both with that. So I had the two nights um, we had loads of fun during the day, we're really the jungle in nature is one way to describe but it was legitimately that it was literally in the fucking jungle wasn't it mm. um and yeah and then the first night we had the ceremony uh we're drunk on the first night you basically go up and you get like a little cup very tiny cup for those of you watching on youtube maybe it's the size of the palm of your hand i don't know how much is in it maybe it's a, like a small, small, small shot or something. yeah it's like a, it's like a small shot of, of of the medicine as they say um you have it you wait for a few hours and it's in complete silence first few hours. Yeah, so it's in complete silence the first few hours and the idea is that it's for you to meditate and for you to think of your intention. Mm. So that might be something for the for those of you listening and watching is and I'm, I keep saying that because I'm really keen to, 
to empower people that this isn't just something I think you go and do like randomly. I think you need to have a reason or you need to have a purpose or you need to be really looking specifically for personal growth, which mm-hmm. is my reason. I think mine wasn't so much for trauma mm-hmm. or for healing as such, although I definitely got that. It was more expand my consciousness, see where I could go. Mm-hmm. And you have that intention, you drink your first cup and then you sit mm-hmm. and you ruminate, meditate, you, you think about that intention mm-hmm. alongside the medicine slowly working. You then purges the same. Mm-hmm. I'm not mentioning too much about that side of things, but mm-hmm. you end up basically the vomiting, whatever else. Um, and then from there, the the journey starts and it's from around about nine o'clock at night to six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. We both went through that. We had very different experiences, or certainly I did, on, on each day. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about my, my experiences was that the the Friday, I had two cups on Friday, the first night, and it was, it was really good. Hallucinations kind of learned a lot felt uh, emotions wise i think i experienced every emotion uh i cried uh it was it was awesome mm-hmm. in a good in a good way i cried in a good way and it helped us get through some stuff maybe that was blocked for us or maybe some things that i hadn't realized the saturday night i went a lot deeper a lot heavier had a lot of a stronger reaction mm-hmm. um but in the end and this is only two days later so i think we haven't fully integrated yet is the word but in the end, I think that the, the medicine doesn't necessarily give you what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, as cliche as it sounds, but t- tries to show you maybe it's what you need. Mm-hmm. Or it's looking at it from an angle where it gives you what you... It gives you the tools to get to where you need to go, mm-hmm. but doesn't necessarily give you the answers. Mm-hmm. So mine, for example, going all in, letting go, mm-hmm. it didn't show us anything what I thought I would be shown at all, but it showed us things that... I needed to heal or I needed to recover from or I needed to see a different point of view mm. in order to do that in the future. So mine, for example, uh, I'm not going to turn it too much to you. I think some things from the ceremony might be kept private, but something I've been working on especially was empathy. Mm. It's one of the reasons I started working with Rick. Seeing things from other people's point of view more, I'm very much my way or the highway and I think sometimes in coaching that's really good. Mm-hmm. But again, like recognize my weaknesses. If you fucking love squats, it's great squatting all the time, but what's your chest like, or what's your back like, or what's the other movements like? And for me, you know, being disciplined, having a routine, all these things that I'm probably known for on social media, I've grown all in. But I know in myself there were some other areas, and empathy was one of them, and having that emotional connection. And I think it really helped with that, and it helped by showing us things from other people's point of view. Mm-hmm. And they say that the, the energy of the plant, you might have heard of this, is that it's a female energy. And particularly for me, I was seeing a lot of the women in my life and things from their point of view and I had a lot more empathy for it and I seen things from a side that I never had before mm-hmm. and I think ultimately that will allow us to move on mm-hmm. in some ways and, and will let us enable us to be freer and go all in in the longer term. Mm-hmm. How, how was it for you Rick? Does that, does that make sense what I'm saying? No, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. I think just to add on to what you're saying is there are, there are different ways that we can grow. We can grow externally. Now in the external world that might be represented as the masculine energy. You know, us men, we show each other, we show people love through our actions. You know, men respect each other's actions. Yes. Typically. But we also have feminine energy. All men have feminine energy. All women also have both masculine and feminine energy. The feminine element of which the plant is, is helping you grow internally. So like all of our relationships, how we show up in business, how we show up in life, how we experience life, that's an internal experience. Yeah. And our eternal experience informs our external action. everything's linked Absolutely. everything's linked everything's yeah. linked yeah you yeah. might think that your, your relationships aren't impacting your business or vice versa but when you're low energy because your relationship is going to affect your business it's going to mm-hmm. affect your training but also those attitudes that you have and something that you taught us is that 
the way that you approach one thing very often is actually the way you approach everything. You might just not, you might not know it yet. It's something I've worked on my clients a lot this year. And go on, keep coming. So. Yeah, no, no, no. So th this is really like it's both an internal and external process. So like, if you're familiar with ice baths and Wim Hof's work, for yep. example, there's two ways we can approach that. It's like it's a very external action, is and that's getting into the ice, and we can just be in the ice. And we can experience that and we can kind of be in the struggle of being in the ice or we can do the internal work and we can begin to let go and kind of release the the feeling of the discomfort which is a lot yes. about what was coming up through the medicine yes. right it's, it's a lot it's really teaching us how to let go of resistance which actually frees up energy yeah and it's like you can be in the ice and you can be struggling in it or you can actually just begin to accept the discomfort of what you're currently experiencing. And in that there is a freedom. So that's the internal freedom. Piece. And time goes better. The, the passage of time is the uh, same when you have that acceptance is completely different. Mm -hmm. I'll give a great example, a great story of Christmas, me, Lee and Connor done my, uh, my yearly event. We had like a, a, a trip together, if you like, a bit of a retreat, we went in the sea. I wanted to prove to them that going in the sea together and doing the Wim Hof stuff, we could do more than we'd ever done before. We ended up doing six minutes, mm -hmm. but within that six minutes, I showed them, and that was a PB for all of us in the water in Northumberland, by the way, which is fucking cold. And I showed them the difference between the minutes when we're really focused on the pain or we're focused on like just getting through it, as opposed to when I said, focus on your breathing. Mm -hmm. Four seconds in, hold, out over eight, taking the time, breathing, relaxing, being really present. And even they said afterwards, it was almost like time went quicker and they enjoyed the experience more and they let go and they focus on the breathing, mm. which is the same in stressful situations, the same one in the gym. If you can just be really, really present, you have that almost refresh and that different point of view at the end. 1600 hours. <laughs> and then I think it's really important to, to kind of work on that all the time. And for all of you, it's different. Like, Meditation is something I go on about loads. For me, that's an easy way for us to do it. And then this is just another tool with that. Mm. And also it shows we're not necessarily what we want. I said before, what we need. And it kind of, the plant knows, as they say. Mm. It knows what your internal needs or desires are. And it kind of shows you in a way where you're going to have to face it. Mm. So I think it's a really humbling, maybe is the right word in some ways. And then just accepting it. Yeah. And I had some great advice of lots of people before. Rick's done it many times before. Rick's partner, Silvana's done it many times before. I had some great advice of a lot of people. Mm. But nothing will prepare you, and I can't stress this enough. You said to me as well. Nothing will prepare you for the experience until you've done it. And it's almost like you can't describe it. Yeah. Like, it's crazy, isn't it? it yeah, is. yeah. I can't stress enough people like how mad it is. It's like, I want to say I think everyone should do it, but I don't. But it is like... It's one of the greatest, weirdest, best, worst, amazing. Every word I can use to describe it is this experience. Uh, 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 it's how, how would you describe the most challenging part and the most beautiful part? The most beautiful part was so beautiful. In fact, I'll start with the challenging. Okay, okay. Challenging part was like, you almost kind of want to die, which uh, people said was before, and you're like, that is really heavy. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what to get. But I can understand now why that is. You almost think that you might be dying. Uh, you're kind of seeing the cycle of life almost mm -hmm. in yourself fucking mental and you can see now when we're talking about the reaction of both we're smiling and we're laughing because we've been through it and we know that, that is how it feels it's an unspoken thing it's like it's crazy but you learn a lot from that discomfort mm -hmm. and when you accept it you realize that it goes away and you're more present in the moment and it's, you have like almost like a tranquility and a gratitude and a, a presence that you haven't had before mm -hmm. 
And then with the beautiful side of it, it is absolute pure ecstasy, joy, happiness. I was that happy, I was crying, almost couldn't believe how minute it was. Mm. Like crazy. Mm. It's like it's like it's like all of life in one night. Yes. That's it. That's the that's the quote. It's all of life in one night. Yeah. yeah. To finish off, what did we learn? A couple of sentences each or a couple of key points. What did we learn? You go first, Ross. So for me, I learned for sure, I, I, I experienced, I, I think that I need to integrate stuff. So one of the things I'm going to do, I'm going to do a follow-up podcast in maybe a month or certainly a few weeks to talk about what things have changed for us and impact afterwards. I think that would be useful. Because mm. I think I got shown empathy and some emotion. Like I've seen things from a point of view that I've never seen before. And I want to be able to take that quality into the rest of my life. Mm. Like the things that I got taught, like the whether it's with my clients and seeing their point of view of the relationships, I think ultimately I'll make us a better coach and a better person. And really learning like, yeah, just, just experiencing that feminine energy and how people feel and like actually seeing it like all of what are wrapped up in a, bu- a bubble. And even my intention with going into the into the, the medicine, if you like, of going all in and letting go, I was doing it from a very personal point of view, wanting to make myself better. Mm-hmm. But actually what it showed us was how it would impact other people if I'd done that. Mm-hmm. Which was really powerful to mm. see and to realize I like, actually like it's it's not just a one player game, it's multiplayer life. Like you mm. see, like you're impacting other people. And yes, these things initially you focus on yourself, but the impact it could have on other people if they integrate. That's beautiful, man. Thank you. That's beautiful. I think for me, I, like I, I haven't spoken too much about it, but I went in with the intention of just taking on more responsibility in my life. And I have good responsibility now, but I was just looking to expand that further than I currently do. And what it showed me, like Ross said before, is that the medicine gives you what you need, not what you want. And like any good teacher, it doesn't give you the answer. It helps teach you the answer yes. through experience, because that's how we learn, right? We learn through experience. And what it showed me through the experience was that in order for me to have more energy, to take on more responsibility, I actually, there was a part of my nervous system that was still it's like almost like that primal survival piece, which we all have from our evolutionary history. Mm-hmm. And it was showing me how there was deeper levels of relaxation to be had. And if I actually relax more, ironically, mm-hmm. I will have more energy for the output, which will create more yes. responsibility in you know, my work and service and you know, life and relationships. So I couldn't see that. Yeah. I assumed that I would have to just put more output. And that goes back into like my old like kind of business, like gym mentality is like, just more push and actually what was needed to create more push was more R and R, like more rest and recovery. Yeah. And that was actually was what was gonna help give me the the, the output to create more responsibility in, yeah. in different areas of my life and business. Awesome. Fantastic. And in part two, we'll be talking more about Rick and how he implements exactly that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, brother. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. You've been listening to Aesthetically Trained, the podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and spread the word.